0: Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It Podcast, where we take your mind out of, out of reality and have a little fun with life.
1: Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hey,
2: everybody. We're back for another installment of Never Stop Getting It Podcast. Today's a special day. We've got a special guest. But Before we dive into it, John, are you ready?
0: Absolutely. I've been ready for this day for a long time. It's going to be fun. Uh, not only are we here at Polar Park uh, for our special guests, but uh, to have uh, Alex on is is a, is a special day for us and for the podcast. So um, we're looking forward to it. Very excited.
2: All right. So our guest. So bear with me. There's a list here. And I'm a roofer, so my reading skills are a little <laughs> off. <laughs> so he's an experienced community relations assistant and a foundation outreach coordinator. With a demonstrated history of working in the sports industry, he is skilled in community outreach, public speaking, urban sociology, and teamwork. He is a media and communications professional with a bachelor's degree focused in criminology, sociology, double major with human services, and a rehabilitation minor in Assumption College. He's the director of baseball and game day operations for the Worcester Red Sox. Alex Richardson, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great, especially with your guys' energy, first and foremost. <laughs> uh, I think it's so cool. I mean, when you guys started off telling me about uh, how and why you started this and, and the family affiliation <laughs> to it, you know, uh, brothers-in-laws getting together and everything. So I think that's such a cool thing. I think I think that's something that uh, you don't want to always see. You don't always see that in society, too, how close brothers-in-laws are and, and in terms of uh, being able to get their niche. Because sometimes uh, brothers-in-laws might be on the golf course.
2: Yeah, we do that <laughs> I like how you guys are, are here
1: you know yeah. kind of in the booth and in Larry Lukino's suite here at the ballpark you know uh putting together a podcast so it, thank you
2: yeah it's so awesome I mean we're, we're pumped to be here like I said I've been to a couple games here uh we did the roof out here but I've never really you know seen it close up like this and John you just got yeah. here this is your first time here right
0: this is my first time here I I had uh had a a uh, I uh, want to come here last year a couple times, but just didn't end up getting there with my schedule and different things. And uh, obviously, this is a beautiful ballpark. Happy to be here, and especially in Larry Lucchino Suite. What an honor to to be able to do this here. And so thank you again, Alex, for being here. And you're right. You know, three brother-in-laws who, you know, three stooges, frankly, who, <laughs> That's who, better, who, yeah. would, who would get together uh, parties all the time and just, uh, you know, rag on each other, bust each other's balls. and and have fun and to a point where uh, some of us had said, why don't we actually do something a little bit more than just have some fun together? And obviously, we go on vacations together. We go golfing together, of course. But to do something a little more, and in the uh, the brain uh, ch- child of this was Steve who decided we're going to get a podcast together. And the three of us as brother in laws that we're going to get together and we're going to do something fun. And then we're going to make it more than that. And when it comes to never stop getting it, we would say that no matter what, when we were busting each other's balls, it was, hey, never stop getting it. When it comes down to, <laughs> you know, whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is that you want to succeed in, whatever it is that makes you motivated to do something special, to do something fun, to have fun with life, to make it important and, and and for it to be a little bit more valuable to you. It's it's never stop getting it. Never. Go after it as much as you can. And when it comes to that motto, when it comes to who we are as a podcast, Alex, you represent that to the fullest. And I can tell you I've read your story online. It's why we're here today, having you as a guest. Again, thank you for being here. But ultimately, uh, you know, we want to know how somebody who was uh, from Massachusetts—I think you were from Rehoboth, Attleboro—you know, mm-hmm. high school in Attleboro, Catholic high school there, and then Assumption uh, College. And and, <laughs> and why are you here now with the resume that you have? What got you here? How did you get here?
2: Today? Yeah, it seems like you should have been a cop. Yeah. So what happened?
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it
1: all started with, uh, I guess, growing up. I mean, for my family, uh, just a law enforcement you know, type of family between uh, my uncle, who's an officer, uh, my mom, who works in, in the court system, trial court uh, in Adaboro, attleboro District Court. So I just kind of grew up uh, just being attracted towards that, wanting to hang out in, on the right side of law, you know, inside the courtroom. <laughs> right. So, you know, I grew up going, stopping by. I always wanted to see my mom at work right? I always wanted to see kind of what she was doing, how she did it, seeing her inside the courtroom with the judges and how well-respected she is, you know, amongst her colleagues. And uh, that was just something that I was just attracted towards because I was just surrounded by that <laughs> environment. Uh, so for me, uh, I wanted to go to Assumption. Uh, I actually wasn't even planning on going to college, really. Uh, it was uh, a journey for me in terms of, um, Getting there, uh, working with a nonprofit organization called The Base out of Roxbury, uh, who really uh, inspired me to want to pursue a higher education. And of course, you know, I had the opportunity to play baseball at the collegiate level and, and that uh, alone helped out as well but i just wanted to study criminology and sociology just to understand uh, kind of the law enforcement side of things and the sociology side of things just understanding people and their environment
2: yeah that uh, makes sense sure
1: yeah which which really actually helps me out present day so you know even though i'm working in sports Yes, the criminology, there's not as much criminal things that are happening here at the ballpark, (laughs) Uh, but in terms of understanding people and their environment and uh, how you can control it and and how you can impact them in a positive way through the environment uh, is definitely something that I learned from school and uh, just kind of. Last second made the decision, you know, to 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 work here. It All stemmed from a, a conversation I had with you know Dr. Charles and uh, Larry Lucchino, our GM Dan Ray, Jack Ferducci, our VP Joe Bradley, one of our other VPs. Uh, I met them at Assumption. So the yep. story behind was uh, one of my professors, uh, Professor Libby O'Hara. I'll give her a shout out. Uh, she's great. She's <laughs> essentially the on-campus mom. <laughs> of all the assumption students. Uh, she's a professor there and, and she really does take care of her students in terms of uh, making sure that they, uh, find their passion, you know, find their career industry that they want to be in something that kind of makes their heartbeat a little bit faster, you know, nice. in, in a good yeah. way. Right. So she helped us out. Um, she announced that the Worcester Red Sox at the time we were the Pawtucket Red Sox in 2018, uh, they were making the transition from Rhode Island to Worcester and she needed a student to help escort them from the parking lot into the academic building where the announcement was happening. So I was like, all right, you know, grab somebody from the sports marketing, you know, uh, department, somebody somebody who's studying it, somebody who wants to be in it. Uh, but she gave me this look that I, uh, I recognize that it's the look that my mother gives me. It means the, <laughs> absolutely do, do what no, I say or else you don't have yeah. a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had no choice.
0: No but. words necessary when you get the look. No, none. And uh, I got that look
1: from her and I said, you know, I'll do it. Uh, so I ended up, you know, walking them in, you know, had a conversation, uh, got some business cards, stayed in touch with them throughout my senior year, turned into a Pawtucket Red Sox internship. And then, you know, being part of the transition team here to
0: Worcester. Wow, that's fantastic! Uh, what a, what a story there is, that is, and uh, you know, being from that that close to Pawtucket, and then and and being able to to accept that job, start that job with the Pawtucket Red Sox at the time, yeah. of course, knowing that they were going to move to Worcester. What did that mean for you? Did you ever uh, did you ever go to the Paw Sox game when you were a kid? All the time,
1: all the time. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, Sort of my American dad, um, a a gentleman, uh, Peter Scallon, who um, essentially was like the American dad to my father. Uh, So my father's from St. Martin an Island down in the Caribbean. When he came up to the U.S., uh, Peter and and his wife kind of sort of adopted my dad in terms of uh, not legally, but just in terms of, you know, bringing him into the family, having him around for Christmas, Thanksgiving. Yeah. He he put his arm around him and he grew up in Kentucky and he grew up uh, bringing me to Pawtucket Red Sox games. Great. So it was so cool to go as a kid, right, the memorable games throughout Pawtucket, uh, McCoy's history. So uh, many players coming So up. many players, wow. just the, the historical relevance to it. And then all of a sudden to work in it, you know, he was happy. My parents were excited. Uh, but also at the same time, knowing that we were moving, which was just as exciting for me uh, because, you know, I went to Assumption. Sure. Worcester. Right. Some right. people say, you know, wherever you go to school is kind of your second home. Right. Uh, so that was the excitement that I had. So it was cool to be a part of both. And it was really cool to be a part of a transition and, and opening up a ballpark where not a lot of people get to say that they did that.
2: No, that's fantastic. So uh, it seems like the fans are moving up over here. Yeah. Uh, that, like The fan base is growing, which is fantastic.
1: It is. And, yeah. And Going back to your slogan, never Never stop your That that is something that, you know, we wanted to make sure that we did. We didn't get the farewell, you know, kind of season that we wanted in 2020 because of the pandemic. Sure. Uh, We had a ton of things uh, lined up for uh, the city of Pawtucket all throughout Rhode Island, actually, just celebrating and and thanking them for the memorable years. We didn't get that. Uh, right. A couple of weeks ago, we did have a, a Paw Sox Heritage Night here. Oh, nice! Uh, at Polar Park, oh, where, great. we had, yeah. yeah, we had a bus full of you know former ticket takers, former ushers from uh, McCoy, and we invited them here. Uh, ended up being a great turnout. We had a lot of fans who were from Rhode Island. I actually, met a family who the son was the last kid to bring out the game ball to the mound at McCoy's history. Wow! Uh, so it was really cool seeing the folks who. Um, we're regulars at McCoy, but then they came up here and I, th- I know there was some anxiety to it, you know, right. seeing what could have been there. Uh, but when they really got here and were talking to everyone and saw the environment by the third, fourth inning, they said, all right, I'm hooked.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you go way back to when there used to be a, a Providence Worcester Railroad. Yeah. I mean, there there was mm-hmm. a, a history and a heritage that happened between the cities sure of Providence and, and Worcester. Yeah. Just being sort of the. The sort of sister lower cities, to, you know, to to Boston, mm-hmm. and obviously, I think if you live in Rhode Island, you're almost you're almost automatically with Rhode Island being the smallest state in the in the in the country, you're a suburb of Providence at that point. So you know, Pawtucket being a, a sort of a suburb, you sort of had that connection to Worcester anyway. And then when you think about Worcester, I, certainly I do anyway, as a city in America where you, you didn't have the the kind of downfall or the downturn or the depression that would take place in so many cities across the United States. Mm. You know, when you think of the industrial revolution and the cities that were, were, were built as a result and and the factories and all the, you know, brick buildings and things, uh, Worcester, it really is among the best to come out of that as, no, we're not going to be depressed. We're not going to let that happen to us. Yeah. We're going to take the, the culture, the people, the industries, and we're going to make Worcester among the leaders of cities that can that can overcome. Mm. And and when you think about Polar Park and the Woosocks coming here, that's just on top of what was already going on in the city of Worcester. And you mentioned it, I mean I mean, you know, going to Assumption and being in Worcester, I mean the diverse culture yeah. and everything that goes on here. I mean, there was a reason why President Obama came to the the Worcester Volk High School and gave the commencement speech. In, in Worcester yeah. because he knew that that w- was what was going on, not only in Massachusetts, but the city of Worcester. And so what another addition for the Woosocks to be here, for Worcester to get a, another notch in their belt. And I'm sure the the people of, of Rhode Island and in Providence, Pawtucket, were all thinking the same thing. Wow, this is, this is a great story, yeah. really, to, to come here.
2: Yeah, you well, went deep on that, John. He did. <laughs> well, bringing out the history. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when this whole stadium started, what did you take from Pawtucket bringing here? Did you want to make it totally different or you kind of want to keep some of the things the same?
1: I think our mindset is is definitely um, Pawtucket and, and Worcester two separate cities. sure, yeah. And they have their own uniqueness to them and their own rights. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to uh, literally take what we had in Rhode Island and bring it and put it and drop it in Worcester, because that's not what's going to work, right? When you have a new house, you move to a new neighborhood, you move to a new state, it's just different. Absolutely, The ambiance of it has to look different. The feeling has to feel the same though. Exactly. So we went yeah, yeah. for more. So we looked at the ambiance of it, right? Having a wall in right field instead of left field and McCoy, we didn't have one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's actually naturally because the from Madison street up to summit street over by Ash and Washington, that's a, it's a natural incline. Yeah. So right. we had to dig into the ground. So that was just not even a design purpose. It was just like, we'd have no other choice, but to have a wall there, right. Just because of the way the layout of the land. Uh, so for us, it was really just kind of yeah, uh, honoring. I think the, the, History, the historical relevance to McCoy, and having a lot of the artwork. I think you'll see a lot of it. If you're walking throughout, you'll see the covers of all the programs dating back to the first season ever at McCoy and up on the wall inside the DCU club, and uh, some more of the historical, you know, artifacts that we have from McCoy downstairs for the players to see, too. We, you know, down in the player tunnel, we have a long, long, long uh, box score of the longest game ever. Oh, yes. Yeah. That yeah. was played at McCoy. It was 33 yeah. innings. Wow.
2: Of the McDonald's Cup in that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we started in April. You know, they had to finish it. Uh, the next time Rochester Red Wings came back into town, which was uh, a couple months later, and I think it was June. Incredible. Uh, which was an amazing. Still to this day, the longest game ever. Uh, so there was, you know, historical artifacts like that that we had to preserve and, and carry on because uh, you never forget where you came from. You never Absolutely. forget your childhood home. But everything else has the uniqueness, right? We really wanted this ballpark to smell Taste look like Worcester. We have a mural up on Summit Street behind the wall, you know, and so it's all the murals throughout the city, the beautiful artwork that they have. Uh, yeah, I mean, we on the foul poles, the top of the foul poles are a smiley face, incorporating mm-hmm. that. I mean, obviously our mascot and the <clears throat> name, right? 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 Uh, so there was a lot of things that had its own uniqueness about the city of Worcester, uh, but we also just wanted to carry over the historical uh, impact that McCoy had um, amongst baseball.
2: Yeah, like the center field. Yeah, it's like a picnic area, just like
1: just Patucket like had. just like Pawtucket, and, and yeah. that was that was a staple of McCoy Stadium was that berm area. I mean, I remember growing it was up, awesome, a game. yeah. Parents, you know, my grandfather, we would bring a blanket, mm-hmm. hang out in left field. Kids can run loose, catch home runs. Do whatever you want, yeah. Go early, catch some batting practice. And it's just a really uh, nice area for families because this is a family oriented ballpark. And, uh, you know, that was a big piece of what we wanted to kind of bring back, you know, from McCoy because that was such a sought out area uh, in Rhode Island. And uh, we thought it would be kind of similar of a reaction, Mm -hmm. uh, a feedback from here in Worcester.
0: Um, at, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I remember being a kid and going to, you know, Fenway Park, uh, you know, a lot or, or at least sometime, you know, you, right. you, you, you got the, you know, urinal troughs as, you know, we, we, we as Todd, about, read, Todd Todd
2: wrote the book, you know, <laughs> you, know,
0: you know, but, but reality is, is that, you know, today in today's world, you, you just can't get there you know, on, you know, on the, on a good dime. I mean, it costs so much money it's so expensive for families to get to Fenway as much as everyone likes to go there. And, and, and that's, you know, sort of inbred whether you're from Massachusetts or any of the other new England states, you love to go to Fenway park to get there and, and to enjoy that ambiance. And, and, you know, McCoy stadium was something again for families to do economically, to have the experience that you want to have To enjoy baseball, to enjoy great baseball, frankly, that was key at at a at a a good price, and and that kind of family atmosphere in McCoy actually spilled over here. And as much as it costs so much to go to a to a major league baseball game, including Fenway Park, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, doesn't it make you feel really good that you can, you know, have this this stadium here with the quality of baseball, Mm. and to give that um, special. Uh, gift really to families to be able to come here and enjoy baseball and to 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 experience what you can experience here yeah. at uh, at Polar Park.
1: Yeah, and you and you said a special gift that that we're giving. You know, our, our mindset, our feeling is actually flip flops We actually think the fans are the gift for us, That's just awesome. in terms of uh, creating memories. I mean, we just operate and have and run the building right the ballpark itself and then we just kind of leave it up to fans to naturally just fall in love with the game i mean you see uh parents you know uh father son uh, daughter, mother, father, sure. father, daughter, all the different pairs that you can think of grandparents yeah. come uh, into no, the absolutely. game and yeah. uh, them just creating memories, seeing, you know, how, how special it is for them to, uh, get an autograph over near the home dugout or even catch a ball. It could be a batting practice ball and that kid's going to hold on to it and remember it, you know, when they're in their fifties, sixties. So, uh, for us, just the environment, um, that's what Makes this place so special for us too. Uh, dating back to Rhode Island, we just understood in, at McCoy, uh, the that's fans' cool. perspective, right? How do we create an environment? Goes back to sociology, right? How do we create <laughs> that's an environment? That's bringing true. it back to have people <laughs> enjoy and create memories, and right. then all of a sudden trickle effect when they have their kids, they have their grandkids, right. they want to just keep the cycle of baseball going, and and that's something that uh, thankfully we've been able to put a together good recipe. Uh, and the taste testers, as we like to say, the fans—they're <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the ones who are eating it up, and and they really are, you know, the the treat for us. Well, yep.
2: you bring up the whole family environment. Of course, baseball—my dad, my grandfather—we always used to go. But another family thing you have going here too is everything's local. Yeah, like food, table talk—you mm-hmm. have um, polar robbers. polar seltzer, and then you have uh, the sausage guys here, and you have a uh, BT smoke shop, mm. you know, or uh, smokehouse. Right, it, it's. I think that's awesome. You know, you're bringing in the community to help out the community. So, you know, it's a big thing. 100%. I mean, you're, not, you're not commercialized. No,
1: you know what I mean? No. And, and this goes back to, to Larry and, and Janet Marie Smith who, who helped uh, build a ballpark. Uh, the two, you know, main idea folks. Um, just the eat, smell, taste, and look. Like Worcester, yeah. It, yeah, that's what we wanted because Worcester has so many amazing qualities, so many uh, well-run, you know, organizations, businesses, community businesses, uh, you know, nonprofits here in the city that uh, we didn't really have to do much. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We didn't have right. to try to reinvent the wheel. It's just this wheel has been turning, like you said, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the city of Worcester, and, and we're just happy to be a part of it and just seeing the successful businesses like Polar, like, you know, Unum, St. Cobain, Table Talk, Coney Island. Is yes, Coney Island, yeah. Oh, those Hot dogs are phenomenal. Just, just making sure that we're as local as possible because that's, if you're not local, what are you doing? Right. You know right. what I mean? You, yep. you have to start with the community that you're in. Coney's right down the street right. and they're here. Yep. Table <laughs> Talk, you know, used to be right next to us. I know they're moving to a, a new facility, still staying in West. Oh, okay, good. They, yep. they actually outgrew out- out that, mm-hmm. um, so it's still, just amazing just to see the success that local businesses have, uh, even at a national level with Polar, Table Talk, all these other businesses, and then uh, being able to kind of have uh, their products here at the
0: ballpark it's a really right. cool thing right well you, you sort of mentioned it too and and obviously you're not just the director of operations here you know at the park and for the woo Socks, but you're also uh director community community relations and so you know talk a little bit about how special that is for you because it, again you just talked about the fabric of of Worcester and and what that means but you know just being a part of this community means something more and is something special and just what the woo Socks mean to the community and you specifically, how you engage the community and, and what that means to you. Yeah, our, our community relations team, you know, consists of,
1: I would say about everybody in the front office, right. you know, that is a, a staple of our organization, just mm-hmm. being community focused. And I know there are, you know, people like myself and, uh, you know, Joe Bradley, our VP of Baseball Ops and Community Relations, and uh, Sabria Chaudry, who's with the foundation, Kim Miner, who's with the foundation, uh, and our foundation interns and part-time staff that we have, uh, but really across all of the front office, those are the folks uh, who are community mindset every single day. And I think for us, uh, without community, you know, there is no purpose, you know, and if you can't create an environment, if you can't be a resource, you know, to help out your community, to help out the nonprofits, to help out certain neighborhoods, uh, what is the point of having a ballpark? You know, um, yeah, there's a revenue component, this and that, but uh, for us, it's how do we make this a good environment where we're able to use kind of our resources, which I would say our platform is definitely probably our biggest one. I mean, we cough, we sneeze, it's in the paper, it's on the news. Uh, How are we able to use that and turn it into a positive thing that can help better the lives within the city of Worcester, within Worcester County, within New England? So just being able to be a part of this organization, this team that's so community focused is such a, a crucial thing. And honestly, you know, I believe in the mindset Uh, Sometimes the greatest happiness you can reach is when you help out others, and that is a a very true factor, you know? And for us, that's our biggest thing. How can we help, how can we help? I mean, Tim Garvin, uh, who's the CEO of United Way here in Central Mass, uh, he is a philanthropic leader uh, throughout the community. He is the go to person for a lot of things. And uh, I actually interned with him uh, when I was in my senior year at Assumption. So that's when I really learned the uh, nonprofit sector here in the city of Worcester and the uniqueness of it. I think what was really cool was the collaboration. I mean, I think of Youth Connect, uh, which is operated through the United Way, it's eight different nonprofit agencies that serve kids. Typically, eight different nonprofits that serve kids are fighting for the same bread basket. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But they work together. Yeah. It's awesome. And that's yeah. such a cool thing. You don't see that often. You don't see it often at all right. across right. any city across the U yeah, S
2: sure. huge cities. You don't see it, you know, exactly. Just Worcester. I mean, Worcester's a big city. What is it? Number two,
1: number two in, in New England, number oh, two. New England. Yeah. yeah, number two in New England. That's incredible. Yeah. Number two in New England. So for us, it's just, uh, there's a lot of folks who are, in our eyes, the champions who do the work every single day. And uh, if we can add support, whether that's an outing coming to the game or whether that's us visiting them, um, you know, at their nonprofit organization site, uh, that's that's the crucial thing. It's just don't reinvent the wheel, just add on to it. We
2: noticed that today when I walked up here. Yeah. You had, you had the uh, – I'm not sure what was going on, mm-hmm. but yeah. you had the whole family there were jerseys with the names on it. Yeah, yeah. that you know? yes. was – the kid's eyes lit up, you know, that was,
1: that was awesome. I can't believe it. That's the, uh, the home run for life. So that's in partnership with UMass, uh, UMass hospital over here and um, the, the young boy, Jameson, I'm not exactly sure what he's diagnosed with, but uh, every year, not just that home run for life piece. There there are other guests that we have, but this specific piece, the home run for life, you know, um, there's a kid who, who, uh, is undergoing, you know, life-threatening or chronic illness, and and we invite them to the ballpark and and really try to make it special. I mean, we had a Make-A-Wish family here earlier this year, the Schmidt family. Um, so just being able to uh, create memories, I think, is a key piece and huge. It's something that, yes, it has to do with baseball, right. but baseball isn't the biggest piece. I mean, they're here right now, and it's an off day, and we're giving them a private tour. Showing them all the ins and outs of the ballpark. I mean, we heard Jamison right before we jumped on, you know, Mm -hmm. calling a deep fly ball to left field, a home run. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, That That was awesome. It's such a cool thing that uh, yes, the baseball adds on to it. I think that's the cherry on top, but it's just the relationships right. and being present with them and, and telling them and showing them that we support mm-hmm. them. I mean, Jamison um, was supposed to come to a game uh, earlier this month. Unfortunately, wasn't able to. He's coming out uh, next month in August. Uh, but when I found out, you know, I talked to some of the players. I talked to the clubhouse uh, manager, Mario Oliveira. Uh, we grabbed a jersey and all the players wrote, you know, get well soon. We look forward to having you at the ballpark, even awesome. though he wasn't able to come in July. And uh, mm-hmm. I gave it to uh, Dan Diggins, part of our corporate partnership team. He gave it to the family. And that's what I was talking to Jameson about was that jersey that, mm-hmm. you know, half our team signed for him.
0: That's awesome! Oh, that's that. I mean, that is so special. Is the memory right there. And in, you know? in, in, inspirational. It just, it, 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 like you said, it's it's so much bigger than mm-hmm. than the game of baseball itself. I mean, the game of baseball is sort of what brings everyone together. But then you realize that it's so much bigger than that. You know, when it comes to whether it's the community or the kids or or the um, charities and the organizations that do so well and the partnerships that you guys have. Uh, formed with all of those organizations, I mean that's what makes this this whole organization special. So, you know, ag- again, thank you for all that you do as as part of it because I'm sure that um, you you find it very re- rewarding. Clearly, you know, yeah. I can see that in the way you're talking about it. Well, hundred percent. It's the greatest happiness you
1: can reach is when you get back to others.
2: That's it. So, you know, all those nice stories and stuff. I got to get back to the Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox are sucking. And we get to see a lot of the Woo Sox up there lately, which they're, I mean, they're filling in quite nicely, yeah. you know, but you get to see like uh, Jeter Downs has mm. been up there and mm. oh, what was it, uh, last night, uh, Jalen Davis. Yep. You know, he had a great game, yeah. you know, he's coming up there. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic to see, I, I came here, like I said, last year, I came to a game this year, get to see these young guys and now they're up in the major leagues. It's, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, what's the Woo Sox fourth place right now?
1: Yeah, I think we're in fourth place. East. Yeah, two and a half games back. It's a very competitive AAA uh, season, just in terms of all the affiliates and how successful they're doing. I think. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of amazing ball players. you know, you know come up through the systems throughout all the teams, the mm-hmm. affiliates. I think for us too, uh, that's another staple of the success that we had at McCoy that we're starting to see here in Worcester is uh, the homegrown talent. Yes, the guys yes. that we mm-hmm. draft, uh, that we mold, and then they become the Xander Bogartzes, They become the Padroyas. They Devers. become the yeah. Devers, the Ukes, uh, Even Mookie when Mookie was with us. Yes, right. absolutely. One of my favorite players. Of course. Um, so it's yeah. just amazing to see the. High quality baseball and the next future Red Sox stars. And try
2: know, and trying yeah. to keep them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And trying to keep them. Trying
2: to keep them in Boston, you know, once they get up there.
0: Homegrown is nothing like that.
2: No, nothing exactly. like that. Which is, you know, hopefully it comes back around full circle. But yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, no. And uh, it, it's great, not only from a, a baseball pr- perspective or community perspective, but. Alex, just uh, switch gears a little bit here. I, I you know, I, I read you have sort of a reputation for. How, you know what you wear on a regular basis is sort, of the, sort of the drip that you have. <laughs> yeah. And so talk a little bit about you know your style uh, and, and what you what you kind of wear as sort of a little different and just you know, yeah. making it your own. Yeah. So that's, that's hold that's, on
2: one know. second, John. Did you use the word drip?
0: I did. Oh, I man. like that. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that drip yeah. drip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I
1: I like clothing. I I just think clothing and including shoes are part of clothing and even hats. Like yeah. to me, that's just a form a different form of expression sure you know so i like i wouldn't say i'm a flashy type person but i like yeah. having a little pizzazz i guess yeah. you could say so i like having the the interesting shoes and uh the cool
0: t-shirts it's the... just your it's your style i mean yeah. even even what you're wearing today yeah. just got a little bit of you know pizzazz to yeah it. it's long it's the sleeve style. With the hoodie the yeah even the, though it's summertime and you know <laughs> yeah. whatever you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do your own thing and it's your you own style it. and and, and that and that's great because that's sort of who you are and and what you're all about. And like you said, the form of expression uh, really goes a long way. so i yeah and and you, I'm sure you have a, a a lot of pair of shoes at home, right 40 around
1: 40 <laughs> yeah, north north of 40 uh, exactly i just gave a shoe to a, my cousin yeah. a brand new pair i haven't yeah. worn yet yeah. but uh, I, I love shoes I, I like just mixing it up i like you know trying to find out uh, what do, what do i have in my closet that can match these shoes and then just going with it so uh, I, th- I think that's a cool way it's yeah.
2: funny reading your bio you say a lot of people think you look like cam newton Oh. And talking yeah. about flashy. <laughs> yeah. Talking about a flashy yeah. Yeah. dresser, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of falling right into it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cam Cam Noon, I heard that, especially when I like shaved my head. And yeah. I had a lower haircut, clean cut face. I've heard that. I've heard Russell Westbrook. Uh yeah. people who know me probably heard me say that before. They laugh. Um but yeah, those are the two that I've I've heard uh kind of growing up, but uh yeah, flashy guys. I, yeah. both of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, too. yeah,
0: yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, that, that's nothing. great. You know, you got to make it your own style. And uh, you know, again, going back to to your bio, you were a, a four sport. Uh, high school athlete, right? And so, you know, you had a lot of uh, opportunity there to, to yeah. do some things, and obviously you went to Assumption, you played baseball, but mm-hmm. what made you pick baseball over some of the other sports that you probably could have, you know, tried to, to become a college athlete with any of the other sports that you were that you were playing at the time?
1: Yeah, I would say baseball was my first love uh, because of my father uh, playing down in Aruba and St. Martin, uh, playing at the level that he did. That was definitely the the first one that attracted me towards it. Um, So that's kind of the reason why I I really stuck with it. Uh, But, you know, you always hear, you know, professional athletes who say, play as many sports as possible. Just try to get different muscles moving, working, you know, just be a well-rounded athlete as opposed to a very singular. I mean, you see a lot of kids who specialize in one sport and they play it all year round. And the next thing you know, they get to high school, they get to college, they're burnt out. You know, so that's why I wanted to, uh, that's why I ran track, right. Right. To work on my speed. And, uh, you know, I had all my friends who are running track too. So I just wanted to do that and and work on, um, you know, just improving it for baseball. Um, did football. I just love football. Just the, the, every Sunday, (laughs) I'm a Patriot fan. So every Sunday, just the, uh, football literally took over a day of the week. Sure. Sure Taking over Monday now and Thursday. So, uh, just the concept of, uh the nature of football and just the competitive atmosphere and uh, the teamwork that you got to have and playing with all the other guys Mm. on the field. And then um, I played a little bit of basketball too, uh, I would say I'd, I'd, I definitely don't have a left hand, <laughs> so that's why I stopped playing because I would go right and people would pick my pocket. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, I think it's yeah. uh, time to finish this sport. Let me let me jump over and start working on my speed and and yeah. run track during the winter time. But yeah. it was a lot of fun, and I went to a school in Attleboro, Bishop Ian High School, um, which mm. really just kind of molded athletes, you know, right. to play at the next level, which was really cool because it was a competitive. Uh, nature about it in terms of all the sports and, you know, how close we were to at that high school. I mean, shoot, we had kids from my class. We had a basketball player go to PC. We had a swimmer who, uh, almost was on the Costa Rican swim team. We went to cool. BU. Uh, we had a Clemson swimmer. We had a Notre Dame golfer. We had like all these different, you know, Division One level, Division Two, even the Division Three players were, were solid athletes. And right. uh, that's just kind of the environment I was in at that high wow. school. And it was, they were big education too. That was right. that
0: was the key piece as well. Um, you know, you don't have the grades, you don't play. Exactly. Right. Uh, no and, matter and how good you are. It, exactly. It, and it sounds like the high school. Uh, that you went to just was setting you up for success. And it sounds like a great atmosphere. You you were in four sports. And then obviously you had a successful career in college, you know, whether it was schooling and, you know, education, in, in, you know, in, in general. And yeah. obviously with your degree, you just, you know, you mentioned it, sociology. But <laughs> how do you think the um, – you being on so many different sports teams sort of set you up with this – sociology major and you were able to connect those two as far as the environment on, on a team sport and how it meant to, to to get together with everybody and yeah. and how that relates to life,
1: essentially. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting because a lot of the baseball guys that I uh, played with, not all of them played football. I think I was one of the very few baseball players played football. Hmm. Some of the other baseball players played hockey. Yeah, uh, Some of the football guys played lacrosse. You sure. Know? So Makes sense. It was like yeah. a mixture and every team was different. Every team had its own uh, qualities that brought everybody together. And I thought that was cool, just seeing the dynamic between the team and right. for any sport, you know, even when, even in college, uh, the seniors who graduate, and then all of a sudden the freshmen that come in and just how different they are. Uh, so for me, that was fun, just uh, how fresh and how new it was mm-hmm. every single year, every right. single team. Yeah. Uh, a it's lot awesome. of the track, the track athletes, you know, they just ran track. They right. just did it. They did cross country. Right. And then they did uh, indoor track, and then they did outdoor track in the spring at I don't know how they did it because that's a lot of running, too, right. too much running for me. Crazy, But uh, it was just cool seeing the dynamic between, sure. you know, all the different. And it, it brought me into different social circles. Exactly. The, the cliques of high school. The, sure. Yeah, the were cliques like, of
0: high school. I'm friends with this group and that group and that group. And, you know, you can yeah. just relate to all of them. Yeah. Sure. And, and I think that's what, what I loved so much was just uh, being
1: with people who were football players And then having that friendship with them and then track season, having that friend group, baseball season, having that friend group. I even helped out uh, and hosted like the talent show Mm -hmm. uh, my senior year at high school. Yeah, Yeah, I I hosted that and and it was a lot of fun and just uh, learning from some of the people who were in theater, Mm -hmm. asking them tips on how to do this, how to do that, and then creating friendships with them. So it was really cool just being able to kind of get to know everyone. You know, because who knows? Some of these people might be doing my taxes. They might be the one that <laughs>
0: yes. I'm buying a house from right. further down You, know, the you might road. be voting for one of them exactly. in in, in, a, in some election. Exactly. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. So just yeah.
1: having as many relationships as possible is kind of my mindset in, in high school. And uh, thankfully, you know, I had a lot of fun.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like you said the relationships are the most important. Trying to keep friendships and stuff, but you know, the relationships, you can always fall back on what I did, helped you out in high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now take, I need you to do my wait, roof. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, like, I need a favor. You remember that favor that I did for you back 20 years ago? Yeah, take five grand off my car. <laughs> 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 Look me up. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. So, uh, do you have anything coming up? Any any big things coming up at the Wusos game? Anything? Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, we have motion wise. We have uh, four more. Uh, home stands uh, two in August, two in September. We have the Holy Cross football game. We have. Uh, another football game, I don't know if we've officially announced it yet, for a different college here in Worcester. Uh, I'll be very happy about it. I don't know if that gives you a hint, but uh, <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of cool things that we have kind of set up for the last uh, kind of four homestands. Uh, of course, you know, fan appreciation type of day You know, later in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just good b- baseball. I think yeah. that's the cool thing, too. And uh, a lot of families, we'll probably see a lot of families coming out here as, you know, the, the summer days are starting to come to an end, and yep. heading into the school year. Uh, Getting college kids back who are coming back to the city, especially in September, we'll see a lot of college kids uh, who are coming back to schools here uh, in the September months enjoying games. So I think it's going to be a lot of uh, new folks in the building. Mm -hmm. First timers, uh, which we still see even in year two. Hopefully, we see that in year 10. But I think for these next four home stands, we'll get a lot of people who uh, this is their first time. Of course, you got the regulars, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's always special having the first timers here just to uh, see the environment, you know, see the promotions, the bobbleheads, the Mm -hmm. take two Tuesdays, the college nights on Thursday, Friday fireworks. Fireworks are huge. Kids love that. Love those. Saturday catch on the outfield Sunday kids around you're on the basis. So we have something lined up every single day. And I think that's what keeps it fresh and new. Uh, and that's how you never stop
0: getting it. That's yeah, it absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and again, personally for you, I mean, to see the success that you've had, you know, right away and, and the impact that you've had with the community, the impact you've had with the Woo Sox, you know, Again, I want to say congratulations not only for you, for the organization of, of the Worcester Red Sox, the Woo Sox, but for you personally because, again, you are an in- inspiration for, for so Thank many you. out there. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of kids are going
2: to look that. up to you, which is great. But you get to add on, hopefully, playoff baseball too to that, which you just threw off.
1: Yeah. The, so the, play, the playoffs are actually being held in Las Vegas oh. uh, this year. Uh, road trip. Uh, I know. Should we all take a road trip? We should.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We're all about it. Road
1: trip. Yeah. Yep. But that's something that, uh, you know, I think we'll see in, in future years is, is the baseball side of things kind of go back to normal okay. go back to yeah, the, the regular hopefully. playoff system and all that I think mm-hmm. there's still a, a, a COVID restriction sure. type of thing yeah, and it's, completely it's, understand it and we're, yeah we're not done with it yet unfortunately it, exactly it seems but like
2: it, it's close though yeah I think we're getting close yeah, to the end of, of the road
1: uh, for COVID which is good but uh yeah so there's just a lot of baseball mm-hmm. a lot of baseball and a lot of events some non-baseball games, football, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we just had a batting practice the the other day for corporate partners, which Mm -hmm. was pretty cool, you know, seeing a lot of people go on the field for the first time and, Try to hit it out. A couple backs pulled, a couple
0: <laughs> hammies. <pulled>. A few, <laughs> few hammies. Oh
1: few, my God. A, few, a few hammies with some of their yeah. slings. I was probably yeah. one of them too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, John's got is, a few of
2: them. Yeah. Playing beach football, this guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> blew out a few calves playing beach football <laughs> on vacation. You know, like we talk about vacation. I'm trying to like, you know, impress. I got I'm going as far as, yeah, I'm getting it. No, I gotta blew out a calf. <laughs> I, I spend the rest of the vacation on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! That's Two happened. years That's later, you That's, ripped the other one. <laughs> that happened to me twice <laughs> oh on vacation with these guys. Both, both calves? No, one. No, both. Yeah, each calf. Yeah, both wow. calves. One on one vacation. One on the other vacation. Wow! Barefoot football. It happens. Wow. Yeah, we
1: play. Yeah. We play front office basketball. So we have some of the interns, front office people. We play basketball on off weeks. We're not playing this week, but. Uh, every time we play, especially with me trying to keep up with some of these interns or collegiate athletes, yeah, and, yeah, I know. you know, at the push end, push a little bit, yeah. Like, at the end of game four, they're like, "All right, let's run it back, let's run it back." Hold no, it. I gotta run to the <laughs> hospital. I, I can't, I can't that keep up with Literally guys. running to the hospital, like <laughs> I think I need to go get an X ray. Bring my oxygen. Bring my oxygen tank. With
2: <laughs> That's great. All right, so we don't want to take up too much time. I thought it was a great podcast. We. Again, I want to thank you yeah. you know for being on the podcast. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, John, if you get into all the questions. Oh, my
0: God. Unbelievable guest. Thank you again. No, thank Pre- you, guys. Appreciate it.
2: we got to save a few for next time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll do <laughs> a part two. <laughs> Until the next time. And, uh, hey, everyone out there, never stop getting it. Booyah. All right, guys. Take
2: we care. love you. Never stop getting it.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of the
1: Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook.
0: Never Stop Getting It and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It. And of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.